Hello and welcome to another episode of the Age of Geek podcast. My name is Colin and I am brought to you by Marley, Robert, and our special guest, Tracy. Welcome, <laughs> Tracy. Thanks, guys. Those yeah, welcome welcome know. back to the I show. Mean, it's it's, it's like you've never time. left. <laughs> <laughs> no. Tracy's on Movies That Make Us and is amazing. Oh, happy to be Tracy's here. just amazing in general. It's very true. Well, this week we are uh, going to be talking The Mandalorian Season 3, uh, which just finally wrapped. Uh, so this is a spoiler-filled episode. So if you have not finished watching and want to without spoilers, you should not listen. <laughs> Baby Yoda dies. You... Hey, hey, guys, can you... Don't talk that way about Baby Yoda. He hadn't finished giving the spoiler warning. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> I'm just kidding. If Baby Yoda, or, I'm sorry, Grogu, if Grogu died in this show, I think the whole entire world would riot. <laughs> Literally, like, table flip, riot. Challenge accepted. And if everybody, if everybody did it at the same time, the world would, like, flip. <laughs> the globe itself. <laughs> this is what kicks off all the earthquakes and... Uh... <laughs> every single natural disaster that you can think of to occur. <laughs> Sharknado <laughs> becomes real. Because of baby Grogu's death. <laughs> oh my gosh. It's all connected uh, to Marvel. <laughs> so let's uh let's go around and just give quick base thoughts. What what was what was your guys's initial thoughts of this season? Where do you kind of stand as far as like, dislike? I know there's at least one person here that didn't quite like everything. And so definitely want to <laughs> hear some of those opinions. Well, and I think that's also why we, we wanted to include said person, because it would be good to have all opinions and perspectives, which I'm excited <laughs> for, because my my thing with this show is I feel like my opinion of it like can go either way like I didn't love it but I didn't hate it mm -hmm. and I think just depending on the episode my opinion changes as well because like my biggest reason because I felt like it was all over the place but sometimes in a good way but also not in a good way so again I am all over the place with this show and that's why, like, I, you know, I was really excited to talk to you guys about it tonight to hear your guys' perspective as well. Do you think that it was as all over the place as season two? I, season I two honestly was... am having a hard time remembering what happened in season two. I feel like it wasn't as bad as all over the place again. <laughs> um, it's kind of like Kenny on South Park. He just keeps dying. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, no, um, I, I I think I liked season two okay enough that I yeah. This season didn't feel quite so all over the place to me. It actually felt a little more structured, at least in the story of the re the once they got to the reclaiming of Mandalore in that storyline, there was some meandering in spots for me, but I could see the overall, you know, when you look at the overall arc after the season is done. It worked for me for the most part. See what they should do is they should do Mandalorian book of Din Djarin, and they should do, they did the book of Boba Fett. And now this one should have been the book of Bo-Katan because the show for this season was not necessarily about Din, Din Djarin as the Mandalorian. Mm -hmm. Now it's Bo-Katan as the Mandalorian and I'm not a Clone Wars guy. I've seen Rebels, but um, I just don't find that storyline as interesting. So from my perspective, I felt like they kind of lost focus on that. And they should have, I don't know, created a different show. I don't know. It used to be a standalone show. It used to be its own thing. And now it's like this whole nexus of all of those Star Wars. And I don't know if I think that's a good idea. Is it not a good idea 
because you'd feel it, it would, for lack of a better way of putting it, marvelize things, trying to make it all so connected, even though it's the same universe in a timeline, in a part of the timeline they were already familiar with some of the story of. I don't know. Like I said, I'm not, I, I haven't seen the Clone Wars. I'm not as familiar with the whole Mandalore and uh, the history of the Darksaber I, and all that. And so I, I don't think there's a ton that you're missing from that, honestly. Um, I mean, Clone Wars, if they probably only had like five or six episodes that that focused a little bit on Mandalore, I I don't think there was that much outside of it. I think Rebels did a really good job at quickly capturing uh, a lot of that, but they didn't really dive into much of the history on the dark saber uh, in in the Clone Wars either. Um, I think they spend a little more uh, time on that with within some of the Rebels storyline, uh, especially uh, with with Darth Maul having it for for a bit mm-hmm. there. The the pieces that were that seemed a little out of touch for me uh, were uh, the whole uh, New Republic. Uh, remnants and and kind of what they were doing there to kind of what's the word rehabilitize um rehabilitate yeah rehabilitate thank you empire yeah basically (laughs) the employees uh and the the whole dr piercing and and cane piece just kind of i didn't really see much of a buy-off or or a uh, a big buyout from having that episode be in there. I mean, there was a little bit of, to show, hey, they're doing cloning. Um, they've they've yeah. done the same thing with within Bad Batch. There's there's a lot of reference to cloning, and, and obviously that's kind of where they're steering towards. Probably eventually getting into, you know, how Palpatine cloning came to be. <laughs> I would assume, but I, I mean, for the storyline, I just, I don't really feel like that episode really paid off outside of, mm-hmm. you know, Kane was, was talking to Moff Gideon about uh, uh, a warning about the movie. Well, could it have been, could it have been the red herring of we're going down this path to show you the Imperials being rehabilitated and the ones who actually, you know, took to the rehabilitation as opposed to like Kane and honestly, when she first were there appeared, spies within still. Yeah, but it was, it, that was the thing. When she first appeared, it was like, oh, here's somebody who who went through the program and is an okay. Pro- oh, oh my goodness, what is she doing now? And yeah. that turn, uh, especially with Doctor Pershing, was for me, it was a hard turn. It was like, well, I did not see that coming. When she you know turned him in, and, and it was just like, eh. And then it followed later in the treatment center. She's like, that eh, eleven. And it was like, wow, that's horrific. Which, which is weird that they would do that to when they're trying to finish all this cloning. Mm-hmm. It's it's weird that they would completely nuke the mind of their top yep. yeah. clone researcher. Well, I mean, to be honest, it, it, going into the finale, we see that it was successful. So, I mean, he was kind of moot pointed at that that issue because i mean you see in uh, gideon's cruiser it worked well, well and it's like it was already like they already had it going so what was the need to keep the doctor yeah he's a loose end and it, it, do you think that's all it was like it, it was like that whole entire episode that maybe we didn't need that whole episode in order to tie up that loose end but also did we even know that there was that loose end to tie up until we saw that episode yeah i don't think that we did but here's because i didn't i had no idea what was going on i, I now here's, here's a, a, a interesting corollary let's look at this episode as being an outlier for the rest of the series not necessarily the only one but the biggest one does this to compare it to another series is this similar to either the episode three of like the last of us where it's something something of a different thing 
to give you a break from the storyline that's going on with Din Djarin, Bo-Katan, and, every, and the other Mandalorians, and then showing how this ties back in when uh, we see uh, Kane talking to Gideon, and then we have him reappear you know, in, in full in this episode. I don't, I don't well, think I, it I was think that... as big of a payoff for yeah for how Last of Us did it. Last of Us did it to to break up kind of the emotional roller coaster. No, and I and I understand that, but I mean, think of it. In terms <laughs> they of... didn't even break it up though. <laughs> they just added more emotion. <laughs> Very true. <laughs> that we so didn't know of, we had. <laughs> not in terms of the roller coaster so much, but so much as we've seen the Mandalorians doing what Mandalorians do. And now we're seeing something completely different on Coruscant with the rehabilitation program and this one guy who's who's trying to do what he thinks is good and right, that, had, that he'd started under the Empire, he saw it as a viable thing, was trying to, to implement it under the New Republic. And they're like, oh yeah, not so much that we don't think so. And he goes outside and we're kind of rooting for the underdog and when it turns out that the underdog is not going to win this fight, it's like, okay, the universe, you know, and we get the harsher edge of this is what the empire was like when they were just like, you turned against us. Well, you're done. Yeah. So, so not necessarily trying to remove the emotional thing, but just kind of like you've seen all of this, here's something completely different. And then at the end of it, you find out, nope, we're back to where we were kind of. So the more things change, the more things yeah, change. Yeah, well, right. And I, I think the thing about this episode, so I have two thoughts about this episode. The first was that, like, while watching it, I, like I said, I was kind of confused at first because I'm like, what is, wait, what is this? What are we watching? Why? Who are these people and why are they important? But the more I watched, the more I was like, you know what? This is actually kind of interesting to see life after the Empire. But also it gave me a lot of Andor vibes which is, you know, a little bit different Star Wars story than a lot of us are used to. And so it kind of gave me, like, those kinds of good vibes. But then at the same time, too, it, it does make me wonder if it was totally necessary slash relevant. Red hair. Um, Mandalorian Season 3. Because <laughs> I, honestly, I would have loved to see an episode where Din Djarin and Bo-Katan and Grogu go on a bounty hunter adventure together. I would have loved to see something like that. I don't, I don't know if they were together at that point in the show. I'm to remember, but like either way, it would have been awesome to see like a little side adventure um, and seen more of like Grogu in action alongside Din Djarin, if that makes sense. I would have loved to see something like that. Hopefully we'll get that I, down the road. Yeah. I, I assume we'll probably get, something like that in in season four because right now i mean we 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 haven't really known what grogu can do until this last episode right this this last mm. episode well, well we've known like he's a force user and can do stuff he uh won that that dart battle with uh <laughs> with, with, with Jack kid. uh but i i mean up, up to this point, like he he's been pretty slow moving. Uh, well, well, there was the episode where uh, I think it was the Foundling, where yeah. they were training him, and you know he gets hit with the paint gun twice, and then Din Djarin's just kind of like, "Do your thing," and he's just like, "Yeah, the dart, yeah, like, All right, next. <laughs> we've, yeah, we've seen a little bit of it. We saw much more of it this time. Yeah. He throws the the cave troll at one point, yeah, or whatever that was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cave troll works. Yeah, I I think it's interesting. I think they kind of have a an internal battle inside the writers' room as to how, <clears throat> excuse me, how quickly they're going to age him up. Like, how much is he going to talk? How much is he going to? Because they have him in the in the hella in the floating device egg thing. Mm-hmm. Um, they've got him in the robot. They've got him walking. They have yep. a yes and no button, which was great. I love that part, but. Um, oh, I loved that. No, no. 
Grogu is a brat. <laughs> <laughs> but then like, you don't take your kid shopping with you. But no, I, I do no, feel no. like there's some some stuff in the writer's room as to how much force he uses, how much he can be in battle. Yeah. You know, eventually, because you don't want him to just sit there all the time or always yeah. be out of harm's way. You want to see him in action, but how much of that? Well, I think it's an, an interesting thing that brings up is how much do you want him to become to take another franchise, Wesley Crusher, and always, you know, just like forcing their way out of using the force to get their way out of everything, right? Just being the know it all kid. So yeah. it was one of the nice things about the earlier seasons of The Mandalorian. It was like, oh, there's the forces out there. It's not here, with the exception of Luke showing up at the first at the first season finale. And you're like, okay, that's great, but it, the Force was just this other thing from some other you know other people have it. Mandalorians don't deal with it, and this is like, okay, this is great. So you, right. I don't think that you want Grogu being the Deus, Deus ex machina yes. for yeah. for the show. Yeah, and I I think at the what was it? Um... On the final episode, where where he goes to uh, the cantina with with all the rebels, um, you know, it does show Grogu up on his feet, actually walking like he's not being trailed by. uh, Yeah, he he doesn't have his little little space crib with him anymore. (laughs) He's a big. He's he's grown out of it. He's got some training wheels now. Colin knows all about that. <laughs> oh, all too well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, no, I, I definitely liked seeing all of the, um, like the, really with, with Grogu interacting with the other Mandalorians. Like, I loved that little, like, kind of, um, what's the word I'm looking for? But you could tell that, like, the uh, the armorer, was very like taken on with Grogu and she kind of took it upon herself to like kind of help for him and like, you know what I mean? And so like, I liked seeing his relationship start to form with other people besides Din Djarin. And of course, like he still has that relationship with him and that's still growing. Mm-hmm. But even like his interactions with Bo-Katan, like I, I thought that was endearing. Like whenever they, you know, like especially the episode um, when, um, Dinjarin gets captured by that bug thing down in Mandalore or whatever that thing was. And and then Bo-Katan and Grogu go save him and like just that whole like team up kind of episode. Like I loved like seeing that. Mm-hmm. Well, even um, in the finale. You know, so I, I just, I wanted more of that. Even in the finale when they're flying and, you know, Bo-Katan's flying the ship and she's talking to Grogu like he's the co-pilot. I'm just kind of like, Okay, that that works, right? It's like space mom mm-hmm. and kid just going off, you know, going yeah. off to fight a battle. Just like, all right, here we are. <laughs> oh my gosh! Yes, I do feel like the the last two episodes were the best of the season. I think Rick Fukuyama yep. really mm-hmm. directed the heck out of those episodes because some of those other episodes, like the one with the kid, the Mandalorian kids always being kidnapped by the flying birds, and I'm mm-hmm. like, why why are you living on this planet? Yeah, it's a hard yeah. knock life. Like <laughs> monsters, you got giant creatures. Got a got a lot of planets out there, and you chose chose the one that kidnaps all the children. This one, <laughs> especially when you we move to a different part. How far that creature? Just move to a different. Right, they were I mean, running that thing out was flying fuel. like for miles on miles, and it's like, are they ever going to catch this thing? Yeah, they ran out of jetpack fuel. <laughs> that is true. I'd be like, well, and, and like, even though that, I'm so surprised that guy made it up to space with his jetpack after <laughs> how much they had already used it, and then freaking going up and surfacing. Oh yeah, he had the highfalutin axe. I think his name was Axe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh my gosh. But the other, the other thing, like, like. Again, kind of to that episode with the uh, giant bird thing taking the Mandalorian kids. Like, I even though that episode also kind of seemed like, oh, okay, where where are we going with this one? You know, but at the same time, I I also like it was a good opportunity for audience to see more of the Mandalorians, like their interactions with each other. You know, we we have a group of them, a group of Din Djarins <laughs> all hanging out together. You know, and so it was it was also really good opportunity those interactions and i 
I, I especially really liked the scene where, because um, Bo-Katan was the one who kind of mission, and they all recognized that and respected that. And so, like, when they were around the campfire at night, and they were like, hey, time to eat dinner, and then we'll continue on in the morning. And, um, and you know, since they all have their helmets on, this is the group that keeps their helmets on. He's like, hey, I'm going to go off to a quiet place on my own to uh, – to eat and she and they're like oh no no you are the leaders of this mission so you get to stay at the campfire and like I just I really liked seeing like like again I like seeing those like interactions and kind of learning a little bit more about like some of the customs um of the Mandalorians because there's a lot more to them than just being a bounty hunter yeah and it's also it's been kind of gray as to where do things fall like uh, in any other Star Wars thing we've seen with Mandalorians out, even with Boba, no, outside of Boba Fett, you've seen them without their helmets. Uh, Sabine Wren on uh, Rebels, Jango Fett. So we've seen Mandalorians and, you know, Bo-Katan and the Night Owls. And then you have this hardline group. that's like, nope, never comes off. (laughs) That that, question. So this, this is one of the things that bothered me for this season like the armorer is such a hardcore, like she makes Dinjar and go all the way back to Mandalore and bathe in the waters so that he can be a Mandalorian again. She didn't though. Cause she didn't think that there was anything there for him to do. Yes. But she's basically like, you're out of the group. Like you are shunned. You are not part of us anymore. Yeah. And if he wants to be a part of them, then he welcomes her. And then Bo-Katan shows up and she's like, have you taken off your helmet? No. Okay. Well then you're with us. And then all of a sudden she's like, you know what? Changed my mind. You can take your helmet off whenever you want. Totally fine. And I'm like, well, I mean, let's face it. The armor is like the Mandalorian Pope. <laughs> For lack of a better way to put it, she's the Mandalorian Pope. So she could be like, you know, oh, I had, I had. Oh my god! Here. You can, you can have your helmets off. We'll keep ours on, and we'll just kind of agree to disagree on some things and just <laughs> omnis omnis, and just, and just walk off. All right. Did, did anyone else get vibes that the armorer had like some other agenda? I totally thought she was going to betray him. I thought yeah. that maybe she made Moff Gideon's armor. Interesting. Interesting. Because I it's not get that his, at all. Oh, like hers. Yeah. I kind of like, went Darth Maul with his helmet, though. That too. But I'm like no. with I, the spike. You know, that's supposed to be hard to to work with, and you have to be trained and. So I totally thought they were setting it up that she was going to have He has the it. finest imperial armorers to work with or to work oh, yeah. for him. I just thought that well, and they got like real he forges, has not so like much almost a forge. Yeah. Well, and then his army of non-Mandalorian Mandalorians. Mandalorians. Stormdalorians. There you go. Stormdalorians. Thank you. Stormdalorians. They they just come out of nowhere and they're like yeah cool we can do this too and like where did all this armor come from like supposedly these the forge has been turned off all these years but how did they make the armor then he says that they they got starships with jet engines it's like that's hot yeah that's definitely hot enough to melt beskar it's gotta be a crappy job you're just like hanging out in space Oh no! We lost Where him. did Robert come? Robert, Moff Gideon got him. Oh no! Oh no! He oh, no, gave away the secret Gideon. of how they were. He's a clone now. <laughs> oh, Robert's gonna become a clone. He gave away the secret of the. Oh, he's back! You're not a clone. Clone? <laughs> <laughs> or are you a clone? Ah! Which Robert are you? <laughs> I am. I have been. Uh, Instructed by counsel not to divulge. <laughs> Wait, counsel, did you receive the ring of master? He can't confirm or deny. <laughs> Man. <laughs> oh my gosh. Did uh, did anybody else feel like the final oh, episode almost felt like a series finale? That it was I what? Think it could serve as one. It almost felt like a, a series finale, even though we know we're getting a season four. They've already written it. 
but but was this done before they knew that they were committing to more than the season? Because I mean, I think that it makes yeah, a nice stopping point. Like if they had to stop here, we've we've seen Din Djarin's journey complete from getting the assignment with Grogu to realizing he is responsible for a foundling to adopting him, and it's we see that total arc, and he's reunited with the Mandalorians. Um, he's you know at peace with where he is in the galaxy, so to speak. So I think that it makes it would have made a great uh, finale if it had mm-hmm. been um, for the series as opposed to just the season. And, you know, I think that we get to look forward, hopefully, to, like uh, Marley was saying earlier, hopefully getting to see the adventures of Bo-Katan and, and Din Djarin and, and Din Grogu. And I I've see. got a question about that in a minute. Going off and just having, you know, space family adventures, just like, oh, here we go, we're going on a bounty hunt. <laughs> I want that. I want that so bad. <laughs> it would be fun to watch because I would love to see the dynamic of Grogu goes to do something. Mm-hmm. Din's like, hold on. And Bo's like, let him go. Let him go. Oh, my goodness. He's a, he's yeah. a, he's a kid now. Let him go do some stuff. Yeah. And, I think and then, like, every now yeah. and like every now and then they could go meet up with um, Boba Fett and, and uh, what's her name? Shit. And man. they can. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and they can. Yeah, and they can go to Tatooine and go hang out with them sometimes and help them with anything or just just to visit. Yeah. I did like the concept of him being a freelance operative working for but not working for the New Republic as a bounty hunter. So he gets, you know, gets to have his cake and eat it too for the most part. Mm -hmm. I I wonder if they'll try to toss him in that uh, New Republic show then. Which I New Republic show? There's no New Republic show. This is not the show you're looking for. <laughs> that was the that was the Cara, Cara Dune or it was originally. Be, yeah, wasn't there supposed to be one with uh, uh, with uh, uh, I cannot remember his name, Trapper Wolf and the other pilots. That yeah. was part like, of that. Like space and, cops. And, yeah, Cara Dune was going to be a part of that. And I then... still say recast or just call it good. Like, <laughs> be done. Seriously, I don't know why they don't just recast her. I mean, or just get over it and let her play the part. I don't know. That's my opinion, but <laughs> she, she was pretty. She's a big liability. I don't think there's yeah. any way. That, yeah. Mm. I mean, but I mean, they they recast Rhodey in Iron Man. They could recast recast her. Sure. Yes, that's true. But um, so something I was reading online. So Pedro Pascal was barely even there on set mm-hmm. this time he wasn't uh, on set it was at all. yeah it was just uh the other two people who were in his suit uh and so he's basically just getting paid a buttload of money for just being the voice yep and wow know, probably, really probably just yeah, chilling at home just last of us. bringing in his lines yeah and so, so he, he wasn't on set at all this season. Yeah. Do we do we think that they're going to try to continue to carry that on? Like at, at some so. point, does it just not make sense to? Well, he hasn't he hasn't been on set for most of the show. Honestly, he's only been yeah. there the couple times that he's had to show his face. So the rest of the time, it's been the the body doubles doing yeah. the suit work, and he's I'm just been interesting. The which yeah. is so interesting. Yeah. yeah. I'd be I'd It's be like is that just like their loophole to not pay him as much? <laughs> oh, I'm sure he's getting paid. I'm sure yeah, he's league. probably getting paid. <laughs> well, I mean, well, I mean like still. the rest of it though. Like, yeah, I don't know cuz yeah, what about those stunt what about well, the stunt doubles or or the body becomes, doubles? As he becomes more and more popular um and working on more things, that's how this show's going to continue. Well, yeah. um, it, even in he doesn't have to physically be on set. And they do the same thing in the universe. I mean, they just licensed James Earl Jones's voice yeah. to be Darth Vader. And because I mean, the man's mm-hmm. only, you know, he, he's yeah. in his eighties, I yeah. think. And how much longer is he going to be able to voice that character for whatever incarnations they want to put him in? Yeah. So it's not unheard of. And I mean, they did the same thing with uh, Doom Patrol with Brendan yes. Fraser. Yes. And and also with Matt Bomer. Mm-hmm. 
uh, mm-hmm. for his character. So it's not unheard of in the industry to go. We just want right. to we want to use your voice for this character. It's this. It's you know the voiced acting that's just not animation. Yeah. Well, did you guys see the interview where he talked about how uh, it's hard when parents want him to use the Mandalorian voice for the kids? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't see this. Like, no. He's like, it's so hard because a parent will be like, this is my kid. And and this is the guy that plays the Mandalorian. And the kid's like, he doesn't look like Mandalorian. It's like, tell him, tell him uh, you'll bring him in cold or you'll bring him in warm. And he's like, I have a real hard time doing the voice in front of kids because he goes, it's a sexy bedroom voice but then they distort with a little bit of a metal hollow sound so he's like so when i'm bending down to the kid going I can bring you in. or i can bring you in cold he's like it's just creepy i don't like doing it yeah he's just great oh my gosh marley yeah like it's every a, interview i see with doesn't like, he have the sense this, to this like realize that <laughs> pedro <laughs> so can we talk about that episode that had three cameos <laughs> i mean <laughs> it was like really <laughs> like it was really like kind of an odd episode. I liked it. I don't know. It was such a weird episode. What are, what are your guys' thoughts on it? What is it? Uh, does anyone have the list of what that uh, was? It episode uh, six, five? I can't remember. I don't remember uh, which one it was. So I did not have a problem with Jack Black being in a Star Wars film because Jack Black doing Jack. That's the thing. It's like it, whenever Jack Black is in something, it's it's Jack Black. Yeah. But I'm like, he's chewing the scenery. I'm okay with it. Lizzo is a very nice lady, and I'm glad that she was super excited that she got to be a part of it. She cannot act like at all. It was so bad. Chris Book. I love him. I love him to death, but he just I I don't know. He seemed like all three of them seemed like they were in a different episode. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yes. Oh my gosh. Right. It it didn't yeah it didn't take yeah, me I could totally... out of the story as much as I thought it would have. Mm-hmm. You know, with Jack Black being Jack Black, I mean, he just kind of fits into everything. I feel like yeah. Um, and him having just kind of that out there being Jack Black, yeah, being yeah, basically, it it fits in well with even like a lot of the random Clone Wars uh, and Rebel characters. Uh, that you would that you would see that have just these completely out there personalities. I think that for me, I, the day I didn't watch the episode later that evening when it when it uh, released. So oh, earlier that it, day, you? I got I got spoiled for just for the picture of Jack Black. Who oh I'm my gosh, I got so it's many kind of spoils! Like, my gosh, but that was the only thing. So when I finally saw the scene, I'm like, oh, okay, that's fine. And it, it didn't. It didn't bother you because it wasn't. I when I saw the picture at first, I didn't have context of where it came from, mm-hmm. so that didn't bother me quite as much. Um, however, Doc Brown, I kept going, Marty, get the car. I was just waiting for that to come up, <laughs> and it never did. I was disappointed. Unfortunate. <laughs> Dang it. <laughs> I, uh, I as he, soon as they showed him, I was like, "It's him." Yeah. Yeah. Well, you can't not see him and not go. Aha. <laughs> I just I it drives me nuts that not like it used to be at least get into the article and they'd be like spoilers below and then they'd be like a page break. Now they're putting the spoiler like in the headline in the yeah. news feed. Mm-hmm. Like it's first like, day well, out. Like it's yeah. it's literally been you mean, out you mean for six hours in like more like morning up. Yeah. 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 Which no, I got I got so I got spoiled. Because I mean well, mine was Early, I know. I early morning or mid morning when I found when I saw the picture yeah. the first time. And Marley, when it was it for you? It was like early morning for you as well. Oh yeah, no, I saw it that morning, and but I only saw the two. I saw Jack Black and Lizzo. I didn't know about the third one until it wasn't until later that day when actually in our Discord channel someone mentioned, "Did anyone see the three cameos?" Or I don't know something like that. And so I was like, "Wait, there's a third? So, and I had no idea about that one until. You see on this on in the episode, and you're like, "Oh, okay, that's awesome that they got Christopher Lloyd on here." You know, I I feel like I didn't. I thought I was gonna hate that episode, but I ended up not because like 
I feel like Jack Black, like especially with that that city or that country or who or whatever they are, whatever principality they are, like I feel like it was already kind of eccentric, anyways. Yeah. And so you know, Jack Black fit like right in. It kind of reminded me of um, like in Thor Ragnarok, where you had um, uh, what's the actor's name, um, Goldblum. Jeff Goldblum. Yeah, Jeff, right? Oh, Jeff Goldblum. When he's the mayor of the city, like that's kind of what it made me think of, and I was okay with it. But and and Lizzo, don't yeah. get me wrong, extremely talented, just not a good actor. And nobody's going to say anything about the fact that <laughs> Grogu helped her cheat. <laughs> Nobody's going to bring this up at all. <laughs> oh my gosh. The kid's Grogu. just so adorable. You can't blame him for anything. <laughs> but nobody called him. Nobody called him. They're not going to call her on it, obviously. No. Oh, no. But I mean, I was just like, did he just put that through all the hoops for her? Yes, he did. Uh-huh. Okay. Uh-huh. He sure did. Yeah. <laughs> all right. <laughs> that just happened. <laughs> oh my gosh. So, oh, goodness. I had a friend post a theory and I want to get your guys' thoughts on it. He thinks that Grogu being a Jedi slash Mandalorian, Jedalorian is, is going to have to forge his own lightsaber and he's going to reforge the dark saber. Ooh. Interesting theory. Because I was like, I kind of felt like the dark saber again, because I don't know all the clone war history and all that, but I was like, it just kind of made it be like this really important thing. And then the rules kept changing on how, who could have it and why, and then it gets destroyed. And I'm like, it's cool. Well, here's, here's another, here's another thought on that. Cause the, the dark saber, I didn't watch clone wars and I didn't make it all the way through rebels. I don't think even got to the point where they saw the dark saber and rebels, but the lore of it, I got all from the Mandalorian. Right. And the, you know, it can't be given away. It has to be one in combat. I thought it was an interesting part of the mythology of it. But here's a thought. Like Din Djarin said, Boba Katan saved him when he got captured. So by rights, it is hers because she defeated the enemy that defeated him. So there is a, a through line for that. But now that she is a acknowledged as the leader of at least half the faction of Mandalorians, if not all, by virtue of having the Darksaber. The fact that it's been broken removes that as a as a as a piece for, well, you know, if I beat you in combat, I could take this from you. It's like, well, you can have a hilt, but it's no longer the Darksaber. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I mean there could be that that kind of just solidifies her as the leader of the Mandalorians at this point, or the head of Mandalore. It's definitely not the last we've seen of that Darksaber. It means so much to their people that I couldn't see it just being gone forever. There is another. No, just kidding. So, (laughs) right. Uh, Clones! I'd be willing to bet that we will probably see Bo-Katan in... The Ahsoka series, because because we're gonna see Sabine, yeah, yeah. right, and so there's probably gonna be a connection there. This and... live action Sabine looks great. Yeah, I'm. I don't know for that. I I really like um, Mary. I can't think of her name. Um, Elizabeth. Oh shoot, Winstead. Yes, um, Hera. Hera just looks a little odd to me in 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 real life, but I thought that Sabine looked great. <laughs> Yeah. Have Twi'leks in other Star Wars settings looked weird to you? I don't know. There's just something about that makeup that just looks a little off, but I've only seen little bits and pieces. So I'm 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 withholding judgment. <laughs> Look at you. So my <laughs> my thought with the Darksaber there in the last episode, I feel like it was just kind of, it was odd to me because like Moff Gideon was fighting Bo Katan and like it was a cool fight and everything, but then he was like, the dark saber is mine. And then he like destroys it. And it's like, almost like that. If I can't have it, no one can kind of like deal. And I was just like, that strikes me as Gideon. Okay. Very Gideon. Yeah. I don't know. I just felt like it was a little too, like it was like like, a tantrum. Look at, look at how he was with Grogu. Let's, let's put it, let's start there. 
basically if he couldn't have it, he was like kill the child if we can't if we can't if the client can't get it to me no one gets to have the child it's like well all right um sure. yeah so i mean i think that's a very i think that's very on brand for him like if you can't if i can't have it then although <laughs> you know he was kind of beating on her until until uh, the last second when the cavalry comes in and kind of intervenes in their fight yeah. by way of a stop you mean <laughs> yeah i was gonna say like it wasn't even like by combat that he was defeated i mean he almost was though you know, like he, I think they were really close, but at the same time, like I felt like having that, yeah, that star cruiser crash into everything and then like everything like blows up and whatnot. I felt like that was like almost too easy. Um, did anyone else feel that way or is it just me? Well, I mean, Muff, Muff Gideon definitely isn't dead by yeah, any means. We never saw a body, we never saw a body. Star Wars 101, yeah, that's right. No body, no dead. Body, you see someone fall to their death. I'm still waiting for Mace Windu. Nobody, no dead. Right? Mace I mean, they haven't, they haven't explained how Palpatine came back yet, so I'm still waiting on that one. Clones. But, mm-hmm. I don't know. <laughs> it uh, seems fairly definitive. Uh, maybe they're cloning but... facility, and there's like 10 more Moff Gideons out there. Oh, wait a minute. What if they? What if, what if? if Palpatine put his his mind into one of the, like, some low-level Imperial goon just like my thoughts to your thoughts and just basically just impressed himself on this guy and it was like okay well time for me to like take over yeah that's my theory i i think that this specific moff gideon was a clone Mm. um i'm going with the mustache theory Mustache theory. It's <laughs> theory that's out there right now. In the first two seasons, he had a mustache. In this season, he did not have a mustache, and none of his clones had a mustache. Meaning, hey, clones cannot grow mustaches. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to follow along, Colin. I, I don't know. Uh, but also, the guy's wearing Beskar. It's flame-resistant, like... His resistant, but that was a whole starship. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but physics is yeah. They didn't. He didn't get a force. He didn't get a force bubble. There was no (laughs) force bubbles in. Uh, Well, unless the force cloning worked, he had the force. He bubbled himself up. He's Mm. good to go. We don't know where he wound no, up. No, I think there's after. just other clones of him out there. I'm, I'm, I'm going to go with Marley's theory on this one. You know, we, we don't know where he wound up after escaping from transport. I doubt that he stayed on a cruiser all that time. So he could, and he had this base on Mandalore. So he could have other bases sure. elsewhere. I mean, he was an Imperial Moth for some time after leaving the ISB. So I'm sure that he's, this was not his only hidey hole. Which but, reminds me. <laughs> Yes. Uh, the the fact of them having the base on all this time. Thank How you. did the other Mandalorians Thank not you. know this? You Damn. have literally hundreds <laughs> of these Stormalorians. I, I have I have an answer for you, Colin. They were very very quiet. <laughs> <laughs> are you are, <laughs> are you talking about the pirate Mandalorians that yeah. were there on Mandalore the whole time? That's yeah, they're up on yeah. the boat, Colin. They're not going underground. No, they did go underground because well, they, they had the they garden. They do go underground because they, 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 they cultivated all those farms and stuff. And yeah, <laughs> I mean, considering, been considering around, where the forge was and where that base was. And they knew where the forge was, yeah. meaning they've been to the forge. How do you not notice like they're complicit. TIE fighters coming in? They were complicit. They're going to turn on them in the fourth season. <laughs> you heard it here first, folks. <laughs> Breaking news. Do, 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 do. Oh, my gosh. There, there was one scene that kind of bugged me with one of those guys talking when he's when he's talking about the, the farms and stuff. Oh, what was it? They were talking about, like, uh, how, how they came to be on the planet, and the guy was just like, We've been here all along, and it's just like, yeah, we know this already. <laughs> we've already, we've already covered this. Well, what am I? Oh, how how am long I ago was this? Like, how old are these people? Well, wasn't Dan a young oh, boy when the purge happened? 
So I was going to say, I think it was like 20 to 30 years, 20, something like that. Yeah. How far out are we from empire? I thought it was like 30 years after the empire. No, because Luke showed up in season one. There was, I don't remember the time jump was between seasons one and two. No, it was season two when Luke showed up, right? I think it was the end of season two. Mm Mm-hmm. Sorry. Yeah, because then we had 2.5, the, yes, the book of okay. Fett slash right. Mandalorian okay. 2.5. Yeah, that is correct. So that was that was just that was sometime shortly after um, Jedi. So that's six years after Empire, roughly. No, three years after Empire. So, I mean, we're within, I would say, five to seven years of Jedi would seem to fall in. According to this, the Mandalorian is set about five years or so after Return of the Jedi. Oh, it's thirty years for um, Ray's story. Yes, isn't it? Isn't it like thirty years? Yeah. Okay, that's where I was getting the thirty. But yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's only like five years. But no, it just it like whenever they talk about Mandalore of old and like all of this stuff, they make it sound like it happened like hundreds of years. But then there's like these people who were there, and you're like, how old are you? Yeah, I don't know. I just I guess it's confusing to me. Um, How old is Bo Katan? She's <laughs> in her probably forties now, I would assume. I think that's reasonable. Yeah. I don't know. It just so was she like a toddler when all this happened? Like, I don't know. It just seems so strange to me. Several of the the rating of Mandalore, the the bombing and stuff happened during Clone Wars, right? Yeah, it happened during Clone Wars, and then they had scenes. So that was probably on Mandalore in Rebels. Yeah, so that was probably what thirty years before. Yeah, if that twenty years. From I'm trying to see Clone if they give Wars a, a date relative to the Battle of Yavin. Uh, it was two um, years after the Battle of. Yavin is what I was seeing. But yeah, seeing Charlie, you are right. They says... talk about it like it's ancient history, but yet it's like the 80s to us. Okay, but here's the thing. When your planet has been bombed <laughs> to glass, yeah. ancient Mandalore doesn't have to be that far gone. I mean, <laughs> honestly. Like, hey, he turned my planet to dust. Uh, well, all right. Yeah. So just a consideration. So last episode... Uh, we we get to uh, kind of the the after battle and and uh, we see one of the um, one of the children going through and and becoming a what do they call it uh, an apprentice or apprentice yeah um, they're not a foundling anymore but they're yeah. not yeah, yeah. They're, they still have to train yeah, he's yeah. an apprentice but he's not a family they're, yeah. they're squires Which, basically because you have to be able to yeah you have to be able to say the words yeah <clears throat> and so grogu gets adopted which honestly not not surprised he's he's feeling that he's felt that attachment since day one takes him on as as his kid uh now becomes Din Grogu. Din Grogu. Which, which had <laughs> no clue question. that the first name was like their surname. But that's not something that we've seen before because Boba Fett took on Django Fett's surname and it wasn't yeah. Fett Django or Fett Boba or to our knowledge, Ren Sabine. Yeah. Yeah. So that was interesting. I mean, and I'm wondering if it's if it's something with like the we the wear our helmets all the time. The, the children of the watch versus the not children of the watch, where their part of their thing is we don't take off our helmets, and our surname comes first. Whereas uh, the Kree's family, their name, their surname is following their given name, and the night owls and all the other helmetless Mandalorians. It could be another cultural thing. Well, and. And maybe maybe Grogu Jaren is a little too much of a too too much in the mouth. You know what I mean? Like Grogu Grogu Jaren Gro, Gro, Grogu Jaren. Like I don't know. Like I feel like it's just like too much, too many too many consonants. So it was just a random um, choice, and they decided to. Just and they flipped a coin away. Yeah. Perfect. 
Uh, that's what it is. Like, maybe, I don't know if that has anything to do with it either, but I don't know. It's just, yeah, Grogu Jaren is just a little too weird, I guess. It doesn't, it doesn't flow. <laughs> it, it, look, it flowed for, uh, it flowed for Apollo Creed, so, because it came right off for him. But I didn't, I, and they didn't show on camera, which I thought would have been a nice touch because he has a relationship with uh, Grief Karga, that, you know, this is, this is no longer a family. This is my adopted son now. Just that little interaction. Although we did get to see uh, him getting the deed to, to Casa, Casa Din now, I guess. And then, you know, watching the sunset while Grogu tortures frogs. <laughs> <laughs> he's going to eat them. He's like, no, 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 that's true. But I mean, the frog's just like, I just want to swim. And he's like, no, I'm up here floating now. <laughs> um, like, this is amazing <laughs> <laughs> but but we also see in 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 that uh in that cave for a split second grogu connects with the mythosaur yes yes yes, yes. which i think is going to be a i huge think he's going to ride one of those one day oh 100 it's going to be his pet <laughs> he's going to be riding keep it. They followed me home he's going to wear the mandalorian <laughs> helmet with the dark saber that he's reforged, riding the Mythosar. <laughs> yes, I want this more than I know. <laughs> the only thing, Mister Vet, is the night begins to shine, playing in the background. <laughs> oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! No, um, you know, speaking of that end scene when they're at Casa Din. <laughs> Um, like when, when, uh, Jinjarin kind of was settling down and he was kind of, you know, sitting there on the porch, I was like fully expecting him to like take off his helmet and just like chill. And when we finally see, we, we finally see Pedro's face, but then it didn't happen. And, you know, kind of back to our earlier conversation about how he wasn't even like there, I I guess that makes more sense. Yeah. I think they might've wanted him to, and then the scheduling just didn't work. So they're like, eh. And at that point, they could have just face mapped him onto the the actor. But yeah, I think that I think that we would have known. Through, well, no, but I think that given all that he went through to reaffirm himself in the way that he was brought up, it made sense for him not to. Yeah, and but he was alone. Like, Does it matter? Grogu was there, and apparently, I mean, we saw with a uh, Viz, Pazula uh, oh. and his son. Yeah, took their helmets off around each other, which is kind of an odd thing, but. So uh, one of the things I'm kind of curious to see if happens next season is, is there a blending of the ways between the two factions? Because now that there are, now that they are a United Mandalore, well, you know, they'd be a little more like, okay, it's hot and sweaty under this thing. I'm taking it off. (laughs) I've been, I've been wearing this helmet for 15 years. They have to go, they have to go to the, to the Pope and get permission. Well, basically, but yeah, you know, sign this, sign this waiver, <laughs> sign this writ saying that you have dispensation yeah. to, to, uh, to take your helmet hey, you off. You don't have your helmet on. I got a note. I, I got a note. Call pass. Doctor. <laughs> like you don't, you don't really see, you don't really see any Mandalorians and their partners through the no. series. Like, do they? Do they have partners? Do they I have mean, partners? You know, is it? Do they have? Do the wives just get eaten by flying creatures? That no, no, no. <laughs> but could they be? Could they be relationships of convenience? And then once the child is born, they're raised by one or the other to become from foundling to apprentice, yeah. and the other is just off earning money or whatever. So I had a I had a dream mid season, and I told this on the movies that make us group, but you guys haven't heard this, and it's to me it's pretty amusing. So I I hope you enjoy, but. I, I, in my dream, I finally got my, my breakthrough, my dream job. And John Favreau had hired me to do direct an episode of the Mandalorian. Don't need to make a call uh, for you. What's that? Don't need to make a call. Cause we, we'll, we'll make this happen. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm, I get the script and I'm very excited, except I find out there's going to be a sex scene between Din Djarin and Bo-Katan. Yes. And I'm trying to figure out on how I'm going to stage this. Cause it has to be Disney plus appropriate. And I'm trying to think of how you can essentially stroke a helmet. And Jake said, if that scene doesn't end with Bo-Katan smoking a cigarette in bed going, this is the way, then it's not. 
So Jake's like, yeah, you gotta have Ninja with his helmet. Both the time without her, she's smoking a cigarette saying this is the way. Okay, Tracy, <laughs> this is not quite the case where Val challenged me to do that that uh, psychology scene with Bucky being. We can do this. I'm not saying that it's going to happen. We have potential. I'll just leave it at that. Okay. All right. <laughs> but I was oh trying my to think gosh. How, how you're supposed to like stroke somebody's helmet in a loving way. And then it just, then I woke up and I'm like, wow, that was really, really odd. So there you go. <laughs> that was amazing. Thank you for sharing. <laughs> I didn't know I didn't... where that was going when you started. Now I'm trying to like picture different That's ways of stroking the helmet. Right? That because I'm like it's Disney Plus. Like I wasn't like dreaming of like Mandalorian booty or anything. I was like imagining how I was gonna make this sexy for a Disney Plus audience. So is there enough room to just kind of like move her hand inside the helmet? I I mean is oh it, my gosh, is it just like stroking a, a bald head. I mean, you guys would have plenty of experience. Yeah, the shovel only goes down, Colin. Yeah, there's there's no well. There's nothing between you and those nerve endings, Colin. <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> and you broke. I took this in a whole different direction. You know. <laughs> oh my gosh! Well, okay. So here's here's my thought on on all of this Mandalorianness. Like, well, and that's the other thing too. Is like, do we know if relationships among them are like? I guess allowed or even like encouraged because it kind of seems like foundlings. I mean, tell me if I'm wrong, but aren't foundlings like just kind of like basically orphans that they find and then to their and like kind of raise and, and, and so it's like, do they, yeah. Cause like, yeah. Cause there was the one guy, the tall, the tall, the big tall guy. Um, I can't remember what his name is. Yeah. Yeah, he had a son, but we never. Yeah, saw he it. said it was his son. But was it a doctor? But also, do, that yeah, that true. Or like, did his wife die or something? And maybe she wasn't a Mandalorian, and so well, she died. Or maybe like, I don't know. Mandalorian, uh, and then he got upset and like became part of the sect. So, so they so they many questions. Way to mention <laughs> um, that he wasn't a pure blooded. Uh, Mandalorian, um, that uh, yes, or that Din Djarin wasn't. Uh, Din right. Djarin Correct. was adopted, but there, I can't remember what episode it was. But they made some comment around I him not not being uh, a pure blood. Okay, so apparently, Wikipedia has an item on this about Mandalorian marriage, and. <laughs> Oh, um, we're gonna learn something new today. Uh, for those who, who <laughs> never mind, she want to know Mandalor- <laughs> Mandalorians have their own marriage vows that are spoken in their Mandalect of Mandoa, uh, and they are. And I'm not gonna try and butcher the language. I'll just do the translation. We are one when together. We are one when parted. We will share all. We will raise warriors. So apparently, there is marriage within Ooh. the Mandalorian culture. Okay. But it'll be interesting to see if they do between the Children of the Watch and the Night Owl factions. Yeah. Whether they're allowed to cross pollinate. Cross pollinate? (laughs) Cross breed just sounded really weird. Cross pollinate was about as good as I could make that sound. (laughs) (laughs) Cross pollinate. I'm going to roll with that. Uh, They're. There was a Star Wars book that I that I read once. Oh gosh, I'm I'm just remembering this. Um, mm. Their tribe did have wife and husband companions. I'm trying to remember the book. It was uh, one of the Revan books. Oh man, I can't remember the title now. That did happen, but apparently okay. there's lots of polygamy in Mandalorians as well. <laughs> so, so, so they do can, we? Very many. So I have to ask this question then: Do we ship Bo Katan and Din Djarin? I did my dream. 
Let it be written. <laughs> this is the way. Up here, it's already done. Oh my gosh. Well, like Queen and Consort. Would it be, would it be I don't like know. Consort at, that, at that point? And does the Pope say just that? to make more Mandalorian babies? I don't know. And that was one of my things is, you know, it's like you've got these two factions. There doesn't seem to be a ton of Mandalorians right. after the purge. So do they have to repopulate the planet? Repopulate. I got the feeling they do. What what does the armorer pope say about this? Yeah, we should we should get her take on it. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm sure there's plenty of other factions out there right now that sure. we sure. haven't found, right? Like these these two were the most prominent right now that's and probably true it's a big galaxy it is a very big galaxy oh sorry what is it it's a great big universe or we're really puny that's what it is <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh uh any any final thoughts what uh how how would you guys rate this season well we'll go movies that make us rating scale. system here <laughs> letter grade Letter grade. Letter grade. Um, I'm probably going to go B minus. I I felt like this was the least successful season. Um, not that's not terrible grade, but I do think that they need to. There there were a lot of episodes where I felt like the the timing was off on the dialogue. A lot of the action scenes didn't flow as well as they had in the past. It felt like it wasn't directed or edited as well. Um a lot of loose ends, a lot of loose stories that kind of meandered that didn't really become clear until the final couple episodes where the season was going. So it was, it was all right, but it wasn't my favorite. Robert as a, not a stark contrast to, to Tracy, I'm going to give it probably a B. I'm not quite sure. I want to give it a B plus. It was, okay. it was entertaining for me. Um, I don't share your, your uh, point that, you know, it took too long for certain storylines to wrap up. The fact that they did wrap up by the end or some of them tied up, not even neatly, but they were they were concluded to some degree yeah. by the end was fine for me. Um, there were episodes that were, you know, a little off kilter and uh, distracting. And I think that one of the things that we've that we've kind of gotten used to now that we've had three seasons of this is the first season of the Mandalorian was groundbreaking because it was new and completely uncharted territory within yeah. the star Wars universe. And we kind of got spoiled in expecting certain things. And now they've kind of tapered off and leveled out. And it's, we've just kind of hit like a bit of a plateau. Um, if we get the, the, you know, Bo-Katan, Din Djarin, Din Grogu team up that Marley wants, you know, maybe we have, you know, high adventure again in space with them tracking down bounties. But for what we got, for me, I think that we saw, as I mentioned earlier, the arc for Din Djarin going from bounty hunter after an asset to adoptive father with his kid yeah. and watching that relationship grow over the last season and a half. I, I give it at least a B. I could be talked into a B plus. Barley? Yeah, I, I, uh, even before you guys said anything too, I, I was thinking, uh, um, a good solid B as well. I, I definitely like, I was entertained. I, you know, enjoyed it. I've looked forward to it each week just to see where they were going to take the story next. What, you know, what, what were, what were they going to throw at us next? What, where was Jack Black going to show up? You know, like all sorts of things like that. But at the same time, like, I just, I still feel like, they tried to introduce like too many kind of aspects into one season, one, one set of eight episodes where I kind of feel like maybe if they had had a few more episodes, maybe they could have fleshed out some more of these different plot points and, and that would have been awesome. Okay. But so, really think about it. I kind of do feel like it was rushed for time. We got one thing that I never knew I needed and that's a jetpack dogfight. <laughs> that's a good point i mean i didn't realize i needed it until i'm in the middle of watching it's like give me all of this please <laughs> yeah that is true that is true there were some really good moments in this season and we definitely got some really fun grogu moments as well it was really fun when he was in um when he was controlling K-12 no, and was, no, you know, we, no, we got, no, huh? 
not Kate. Oh yes. Come on. IG isn't 11. that what it's? Isn't it? No, IG love. Oh, what did I say? K-12. Isn't it K twelve? What am I saying? That's <laughs> you're, okay, you're, whatever. You're mixing the two with like K two SO and K <laughs> twelve is a mountain. Or <laughs> K you know, kindergarten through twelfth grade. <laughs> okay, anyways, I IG eleven, right? Yes. IG eleven. Yeah. No. Yes. 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 Okay. Yes. When he was controlling IG <laughs> IG eleven, because it was like a whole nother, like not another, but like it was just like seeing this extra version of Grogu's personality, personality. come through. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, uh, exactly. Way more personality. We got this wrong again. It's IG-12 in, in that moment that you're talking True. about. True. I, I thought that IG-12 oh, it is 12. It's IG-12 when no, he's, he's the he's, mechanized. He's IG-12 like, when, when he's, he's the, the sheriff. Transport unit. Yeah, that's what I thought. It was like he's IG-12 as the sheriff, but I thought it was IG-11 still when Grogu yeah. was playing Mech Warrior. Was it? Yeah. IG-12 oh, is okay. when he's the... Well, the, but the, the subtitles... The the subtitle said IG twelve though. Okay. I remember. That's where I was at. And then I remember towards the end of the episode when they brought back IG eleven, I remember thinking, oh, that's a different number. They went backwards. So anyways, no, I just I thought that there like I said, there were so there were so many fun moments season. So it's like it was still a good good season and i hope that they they do more like i mean yeah we know a season four is coming but like i'm just excited to see them expound even more on on these uh these characters i'm uh i'm gonna give it a b pluses a b plus uh i think they're going in the right direction for most part there were a couple things that were a little confusing for me storyline wise not a lot of not some payoffs in in some areas i would have loved to have seen a tease for thrawn towards the end i think that would have been a a slightly better ending especially leading into ahsoka in august the level of humor to to action ratio i felt was really well final two episodes were absolutely phenomenal Um, it's yeah they were they were exactly uh what i would want from a Mandalorian show, right? To where they're all about action and protect. You know, it was really cool to see even the little fights between like uh, Axe Wolves and 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 uh, Paz Vizsla, uh, and and showing that Mandalorian culture of, you know, we're we're gonna settle this our way and no one intervenes unless you're Grogu. <laughs> no, 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 <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> all right guys well let us know uh your thoughts on this season of the mandalorian uh join us on our discord discord discord.ageofgeek.com you can follow us on social media at age of geek media everywhere it's great you can make sure to follow tracy and uh all of his shenanigans over (laughs) on movies that make us Shenanigans. Uh, <laughs> and thank you guys so much for for joining us and until next time thanks friends bye Cheers. bye this has been an age of geek media 